Hey guys, welcome to Our Christian Viewing Experience. I am Noah Wilder. And I'm Elias Chavez. And we're here to talk about um, Thanksgiving. What are we here to talk about? Are you talking about Thanksgiving this week? No. Boy. No. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Happy December, guys. Um, the movie. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we're going to talk about any secular media, song, movie, story, otherwise. Today, they're both movies. Usually yes. movies. Usually movies. Uh, that we find a gospel, biblical, Christian idea or message in that we... We think it would be beneficial for you guys to know about, and that, or at the very least, we found interesting. Uh, so, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> but it's been two weeks since we last released our episode, mm -hmm. our last episode. So I'm gonna ask Elias to just catch me up on, and you guys up on <laughs> his life in, over the past two weeks. You, you wanna, you wanna tell me about it? Um, yeah, I can, I can start off. I've been so interesting. <laughs> In these I past did two weeks, so much. <laughs> um, the weather started to get warm again because it's December now, so we're fifty degrees outside. Um, sometimes low sixties outside. So I've gone. I've started like hiking again, which has been nice. Um, I, I, this doesn't count as hiking per se, but today specifically, I like walked around for like a couple hours and just like enjoyed the, you know, just. Adventured. Yeah. Oh. How, how was Thanksgiving? <clears throat> Sorry, I was about to get to that. And then Sleepy caught up to me. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was really good. Um, I had a Friendsgiving. Um, and I specifically for my Friendsgiving, I invited over a bunch of friends who, like, <laughs> for one reason or another, like, wouldn't be able to celebrate Thanksgiving with their families that year. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, I invited over like a bunch of those people, people who like live out of town or like for whatever reason, they just wouldn't be able to go have Thanksgiving with their family. And then also like, you know, obviously my roommates <laughs> and like one or two other like really close homies. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, so it wasn't big. Um, but I, I made sure like I was like classic American, um, Thanksgiving was the vibe I was going for. So like I made a turkey, I made mashed potatoes, I made apple cider, and then apple every pie. Um, somebody brought that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then everybody else brought dishes because Friendsgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was that was that was the goal. That was the overreaching idea. There. Did it happen? What do you mean? Did Did you meet your goal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, yes, the friendsgiving happened. Um, I know it happened. Was it any good? Yeah. I, okay. So the should very I be jealous. You should. Uh, I'm gonna show you the turkey that I made real quick. Uh, but I will also say that like the first couple people arrived, and as soon as they got there, you know, I started like setting the table and stuff, and I was like, oh no. I don't have enough plates and forks for everybody who's gonna Cause be because you, because you're living. Yeah, uh, in a rented house just yeah. out of college, so you probably have like five plates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and I was three of them are dirty. Yeah, I was like two plates short and like four forks short, and I was like, I was like, wait. And then I had a moment with my roommates where I was like, wait, didn't you go buy forks the other week? And they were like, no, I didn't. I didn't have time. I thought, 
you were at Target the other. Didn't you buy more forks? I thought you yeah. were gonna you were gonna get utensils while you were there. And I was like, I, I thought I, I told you guys already. I forgot when I was at Target. Anyway, it was just this whole thing. And then everyone who like showed up, they were somebody you yeah started punching each other. <laughs> right. Somebody was like, You know how to buy forks. <laughs> yes. Some, there, Don't push that on me. One, you know, there was one person who was there who was like, I have some plates in my car. I can go get some plates. And then somebody else was like, I, I've got some forks, like, in, you know, like, leftover from, like, whatever. Like, I can go. Anyway, so we scrounged everything together. And then we didn't have enough chairs, like, in the kitchen. So we had to, like, eat in the living room because we had more chairs in the living That's room. That's what you would do anyway. Yeah. Don't lie. Well, yeah. It, the... the Dining room table is the like buffet area. Yes, that's what ended up happening. We we put we ended up putting the food there. Anyway, but yeah, I know the 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 people can't see it, but this is the turkey that I made. Okay. And it looks pretty good, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> Do you need the compliment? I don't need the compliment, but Did I Did you put potatoes inside? No, I I don't potato. They're apples, oranges, and lemons. Really? Okay. I, I stuffed it with apples, oranges, and lemons, and then I basted it with I don't care how good it looks. Did it taste good? Oh, dude, it tasted so good. You sure? It tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was amazing. It was I amazing. totally wasn't gagging while I ate it. It was amazing. I, I will say my mashed potatoes did not come out as buttery as I had hoped. And so my mashed potatoes, I, I think, were only like, they, they were good mashed potatoes, but I think only like a six out of 10 mashed potato experience. I was a little sad. But my turkey was like a, a, like a nine out of 10, 10 out of 10. I just, like, took some turkey to work and I was like having people try my turkey and they were like, this is better than the turkey that my mom made. And I was like, <laughs> yeah! Yes! 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 It was so. It was. You come to my house. It was so good, and I was like carving the turkey, and like I, it was. It was just. Oh, dude! It was just. It was the whole experience just made me so happy. And then I had Thanksgiving with my family, like my immediate that family. Turkey was horrible. <laughs> In comparison, I, I, I got a little bit of pity turkey at my Thanksgiving. <laughs> But no, it, it was it was also very good turkey. But like my mom was like, hey, you know, like do you want to help at all? And I was like, I mean, what do you need help with? And she was like, all I need to do is carve the turkey. And I was like, oh, I got you. <laughs> and so I, I tore that up, and it was amazing. Do you actually carve a turkey, or do you just like get a knife? And then just actually end up just ripping it apart with your hands? No, no, no. I carve it because I'm like, okay, this is where the hip joint do is. Do boom. Do it in front of everyone, or does it happen before the dinner? It happens before the dinner. Okay, so it's the... not like a, a movie where like everyone's around the table just like waiting on you to finish. No, carving. why would why would I do that to people? I, this isn't the Grinch. I'm not. People aren't waiting for. Can you please cut me off a slice of the roast beast? I'm so hungry. Imagine being the last person at that gigantic table at, at the Grinch. Just eat up your who hash. <laughs> I'm stuffed, guys. <laughs> I don't want it. I may be the. I, I might be the last one at this table, but I don't know why they do that in movies. I don't get where it. they all gather around and then they cut it. It's not entertaining to see. No, <laughs> especially because one of the people I, I think... had over was like very like goth, and so like I was like, "Hey, look at this carcass," and they were like. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a vegetarian. Oh, and, oh, oh. And you would never cut up. <laughs> well, that was, that's that. Danielle. She's not, yeah, she's, yeah. So the, I, I, I sent her a picture of it, like, as I was cooking it. And she was like, ew, meat. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you're going to love this, though. And she's like, I'll try it. You work really hard on it. I'll try a little bit. But okay. Anyway. Very casual vegetarian. Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm like, she's not, that's why I was like, well, she's not 
technically vegetarian. It, she like, subscribes to the diet, not the ideology. Because <laughs> <laughs> her thing, because her thing is that, like, it, for example, if she shows up, like in this exact example, she shows up at like a potluck or like a friend's house, and like their mom or somebody cooked. If there's no, you know, ex- like expressly vegetarian options she's not gonna be like i'm sorry i can't eat i'm just gonna go eat these baby carrots yeah (laughs) no so she she, you know she'll eat in that example and she you know she likes meat barbecue goes pretty hard but like she she just she actively like where she can make the choice to avoid meat she avoids if that makes sense which I'm like, I'm honestly down with that as an ideology. I'm like, yeah, I honestly, I get it. Where you're not like offending people whenever you go somewhere and you're just like. Yeah, you're not just walking in being like, hey, uh, you guys are monsters. And also, I'm going to go starve myself. So I hope you feel bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, shake hands. Uh, we'll meet back up in half an hour, right? I'm going to go, uh, I don't know, eat some grass in the backyard or yeah, something. I'm going to tear out your bush and start munching on that. <laughs> You're trying to eat your turkey, and the whole time when the crazy person is sounds like a sounds like a chainsaw going going at your bush. What is she sucking on? Uh, This bush is so juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, point is, I had a great two weeks. Um, Did you do anything besides Thanksgiving? I watched your dog. That's true. I watched your dog twice. <laughs> um, and I, I just once. But was it just once yeah. in this past time? And I was like, when was the last time? Anyway, but yeah, okay, I watched your dog and I watched the first episode of Marvel's What If. Right. And I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and, and then I did. The, the second episode is an immediate step up. It's not like, oh, that was a little better. It's like, thank the Lord. <laughs> that this is so. <laughs> This is what is after that first episode. Yeah, because the the first episode wasn't bad. I feel like the first episode needed to be like the fifth episode. Because after like, you really need to put your strongest foot forward. Yes. And after you do that, you can like just throw in a fun episode. Yeah. Like the first one. But it it just wasn't very good as a first episode. Mm -mm. It didn't sell anyone on the idea. Nope. That wasn't already sold on it. Nope. (laughs) Because I watched it and I was like, man, this is interesting. And my biggest complaint about the show, just from the first episode, because the writing was fine and everything. It was just like, eh. Sarah Beth didn't like it because of the animation. I liked the animation. I liked but, it too. But, uh, it's but that's, it's, it, you know, it's for everybody. I understand. Um, but no, I my biggest issue was the fact that they insisted on getting the people from the MCU to do it. Which on one hand I think is pretty cool. But on the other hand, they're not voice actors. And so like... For example, uh, I forget his like actual name, but the guy, the Bucky Winter Soldier guy, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Yes, thank you. Um, but so, so good old Sebastian over there. He Seabass, um, Mister Seabass himself. He's not a voice actor, you know. And so, like, he's not really selling it at all. No. So every time he's, that he's, he's spoke acting, yes. But he's not... There's not really much inflection in his voice. And so every time he spoke... He's not selling it to the back of the room. Right? Yeah. He, he, it was just, there was a lot of, like, snap delivery, you know? Like, where he's just, like, somebody talks to him. He's just like, and this is what I think, guy. And it's like... <laughs> like, you, you can just speak... 
hey, and this is what I think, guys. Like you can you can sell it a lot more naturally. And oh, well, I think he was doing a little too natural, honestly. Where he's like, when you're acting, yeah, it, with, with your face and the rest of your body, yeah. that can speak a lot, yeah, for you, yeah, and you can actually be like pretty boring in your dialogue and not yeah. sa- it's not doesn't have to like sound good to your ears or anything. Yeah. And he was just doing that, but uh, it didn't sound good to my ears. It didn't sound good because <laughs> no. that's all I ended up getting. <laughs> yeah, was his voice. Yeah. Anyway, point is, I would have See, liked that's why if they had some some actual voice actors. As, Plus, mu- as much as I love Robin Williams as the genie, I <laughs> think it was a actually a, a, a downturn <laughs> in animated movies to start hiring. Well-known actors all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, the trailer for DC League of Super Vets came out <laughs> over the past two weeks. Yes, yes, and, and I've not is seen Crypto it. Crypto the Superdog. Yeah, and, and, and Kevin Hart is... Is Ace the Bat. Yeah. And, uh, no, it it's not fitting well it, to no. me at all. I'm just no. watching... Well, I was going to say... Okay, the Rock, he's okay. Why is Ace the Bat Hound... Kevin Hart. He played the bunny in, in Secret I, Life. Yeah, of, that fits him. Secret Pets. Secret Secret Pet Life. What was that? There were two of them. Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of, yeah, Secret Life of Pets. That's of what, yeah. Walter Mitty. Of what? The Secret Life of Walter, Walter Mitty's pets. pets. Anyway. Yeah. That role kind of fit him. Mm-hmm. It was made for him. And when roles are made for those actors with those people in mind, it works. Yeah. When a big name actor is just brought in because we can put that name on the poster and mm-hmm. they will be doing press and that more money in. It, it, it does not fit. <laughs> the rock kind of fits as crypto. Okay. I, okay. I, I not, I don't even care to see this movie, but I watched the trailer mm-hmm. just to see if it might be worth it. Yeah. And it's definitely not going to be worth it. No. And I, it's just, I'm, if, if this says anything about the film, I am way, more interested in watching um, the Buzz Lightyear movie yeah. than I am to watch this. And I will tell you... Because they got one or two big name actors mm-hmm. to do some roles yeah. in the movie, and the rest are actual voice actors who and know I was, what they're doing. And I was going to say, because like Tim Allen, for example, like and, and all these other people from the Toy Story franchise... Like, they've done these characters so many times now. And, I mean, I understand that this isn't, that this isn't, like, a Toy Story be in the sense that it's going to have Woody and all them in it. But, like, by the time you get to Toy Story 4. Woody shows up. Dude, that would be amazing. Real life Woody shows up. He shows. Voiced by Chris Pratt, obviously. Oh, obviously, yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, real life Woody in the time of Buzz Lightyear would be, like, 60 you know because it's based on so it could just be tom hanks it could actually be tom hanks yeah i like this it could still be tom hanks but tom hanks they're just like tom hanks just don't do a voice and he's like i wasn't doing a voice before anyway Anyway. again like buzz and woody were made for those actors yeah so they don't have to do anything different they don't have to try really hard to fit in because that's who they already were as yeah. characters. Yeah. You are a toy. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, a- Tim Allen. Ace the Bad Hound. <laughs> really sold that. Is not made for Kevin <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, somebody uh, sat there and was like, 
he's the bad hound. He's the bad hound. He's the bad hound. Uh, I'm gonna play. Uh, here, let's see. Let me get the dartboard out. <laughs> ready my 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 after dart. I'm gonna throw it at the. What? Why is Kevin Hart every other name on this? <laughs> right. Because I Kevin Hart is in too many things. Yeah, he really. Is. I think Kevin Hart's in too many things. I'll even go so far as to say I like Kevin Hart. Oh yeah. I think he's a funny guy. He does not need to be... I am oversaturated with Kevin Hart. He does not need to be in every second film. <laughs> the Rock is starting to get like that, too. At least his films are a little different from each other. So Yeah, I was going to say, not all of them are good, but like Rampage? <laughs> if you remember Rampage? I, I remember it existing. Yes, exactly. I was just That was the first thing that came to mind, but like Rampage is... Definitely different than not this Super Fast Friends and movie. Furious. Yes, it, yeah, not Fast and Furious, not this, and like, and like, whereas this film for Kevin Hart, it just is Secret Life of Walter Mitty's Pets again. <laughs> like, it's just of the Secret Life of Super Pets. And well, okay, listen, in Secret Life of Pets, mm -hmm. his character is, is adopted by a kid who gives him a, a, a Super Bunny costume. So like, his, that's like, what I'm. <laughs> Why? And he he does like kind of fall in love with that idea. Of He's being... already done this in a way that actually makes sense. Yes. I don't need to do this, see this again. It, it's weird to say that Kevin Hart playing an animated superhero animal is a played out idea. <laughs> you know that face and Ferb quote. If I if I had a nickel for, for every, every time, time I've been insulted by a puppet, yeah. I'd have two nickels. nickels. But it's weird that it, it happened, happened twice. twice. Yes, that's I, the exact thing yes. you're talking about. Yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like I feel like at this point, like we it just is a media podcast. You know, like we're just doing a hot take. Hey guys, here's the trailers from the week, and we're just yeah. like reacting. We're slowly <laughs> working back into the first stages of the podcast. Yeah, when we just talk about news. Yeah. But when we say news, we just talk for 45 minutes about anything that came into our minds. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to talk about my two weeks. Yes. Thanksgiving please. was very nice. Mm -hmm. I watched, what was it? Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, good movie. Because I really love the Christmas Carol as a story and mm -hmm. as a book. And mm -hmm. there's really, really clever writing and ideas and fun things. It's just really fun. And the ghost of a Christmas present. To, to read... And just even when it's a little weird or odd or scary, like he writes it in such a way that like, oh, that was a fun comparison that you just made. Yes. To describe this thing and so on. Mm -hmm. And it really, it really is sold better in the book. And I heard that Muppets Christmas Carol. Well, it wasn't the, like, most faithful adaptation, because, you know, it's the Muppets. was actually, like... Carries the spirit. Like, actually keeps it together pretty well. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Jim Carrey one that's stop motion... Not stop motion, animated, um, motion capture yeah. animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's actually more faithful and everything, but, like, the actual spirit of the story. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered that existed. Yeah. Oof. And so I watched it with my family, and I was like, I like the Muppets a lot, but I don't know why their movies have to be musicals. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's really taking away from this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I do not want to listen to Tiny Tim sing. I'm sorry. 
How many hit songs have the Muppets had? Because the answer is apparently enough for them to keep making movie music to the point where even the, first the modern Muppets movie, those songs are really good. Yes, I never need to hear any other. <laughs> so, so weird thing, the Land Before Time. Uh, okay, yeah. The first one, no songs in it that I can remember. There might be like one, sure. But, like, I can't remember any songs in the first Land Before Time movie. Every single <laughs> Land Before Time movie after the first one is, like, it's been 15 minutes. Oh! <laughs> like, and I don't, I don't know why that is. Okay. But it's so frustrating. So I get where you're coming from there. Okay, and then, like... Because the I like the Land Before Time. The two sarcastic Muppets mm -hmm. who are, like, the hecklers. The, yeah, the old men. I yeah. can't remember their actual names. I can't. But they are, like, combined... They're they're together as Jacob Marley. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a really fun idea. And then yeah. they sing a song and don't actually get to be funny and ruin the whole concept. Yes. So, <laughs> I don't... Even though that song is pretty bad, but really catchy. Because they go, Marley and Marley. Whoa! <laughs> anyway. But it's still bad. Yeah, it's not a good song. No. Um, point is, Muppets movies don't need to be musicals anymore. But you, you hit the, the modern peak. Ones. The peak. Even the modern ones. At Rainbow Connection. Yes! <laughs> Yes, and it's weird that like they continue to make the musicals. The modern ones are musicals too, and and they're musicals in the weirdest way because they'll even sing like you know quote unquote like real songs in them too. Like if you remember in the Muppets, you know the first one, re the first new one that they made, they're singing like well, we're gonna build or that we built this city on oh, yeah. rocket. Forgot Roll. that was in there. Yeah, right. It's weird <laughs> that the Muppets are singing that song. Anyway, we're going to move on from the Muppets. Yes, sorry. I, I texted you. I played Hades. Mm hmm Well, I was at a friend's house. Love that game. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Mm hmm My favorite is still the shield. Ah. But I, I saw a friend mm -hmm. play with the gauntlets. And the gauntlets are really fun. That, that looked like it might be my favorite whenever they're, those are unlocked. <laughs> yeah. The gauntlets are really Did fun. Did you know that, like, in... The speed run of Hades community, if the, if it's like a save file with all the stuff saved up. Yeah, like everything unlocked 100%. Not counting like all the like menus and stuff that you have to go through. They got it down to two minutes to beat the game. Just in 40 seconds. Just yeah. like starting from, like we're talking like starting from the first chamber, making it all the way to beating Hades. Hades. Two minutes. Two minutes, 40 seconds. Actual gameplay. Sure. That's You're saying not counting, like, not counting It's menu. actually, like, 15 minutes with all the, like, in the name of Hades. And, oh, sure, sure, And, sure. like, choosing your banes and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But actual gameplay, 2 minutes and 40 seconds. That's insane to me. <laughs> like, in-game timer. Yeah. I think the fastest I ever did it, because I haven't played in, I don't know, probably a year. I haven't played, at least since I... Yeah, because you anyway. said I... You've been playing that game for like five years. Yeah, because so you're playing it in the indie circle, and then it 
got actually released. Yeah, and then it, and yeah, because you were like, oh yeah, I'm playing it. Yeah, yeah, because I like I'd been playing because the game had been like early development, Epic Games, and so I'd been playing it, playing it, playing it, playing it uh, as like the game was being released. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they were like, okay, you know, like now you can finally like fight Hades. Um, and so like you know I got to that point, and then they released all the you know like end game content. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I think the fastest I ever got it down to is like six or seven minutes, probably like seven minutes. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like two minutes is a little mind boggling to me. (laughs) Um, golly. Anyway, just, I just wanted to let you know that information. (laughs) Yeah. That I'll just never be good enough. Yeah. And then without all the like boons and everything yeah all the different save files mm-hmm. actual speed run from just the beginning they got down they've gotten down to five five minutes 42 seconds or something ouch that's insane to me that, yeah that one's more impressive to me <laughs> to like start out and be like you know i'm not gonna die once <laughs> yeah <laughs> not gonna die which which the whole point is dying over and over again <laughs> And like, but like, better. but that's the that's the funny thing is like like imagining that like first conversation with Hades where he's like you you know you can't leave or whatever and then you're and like you just leave <laughs> yes and then you're just like and done <laughs> I could have done this anytime I wanted yeah uh, I I made it all the way to the the Furies which it, it was Meg yes I did I have not beat her but I made it mm-hmm. all the way there all the way yeah um. Anyway, I also played Doom Eternal. <laughs> oh, okay. Fun. Yeah. Fun it was, it was game. Fine. Yeah. I was having fun. Yeah. I I would like to like own it as a like for free. Like I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> but I would like to play it again. Yeah. Like I'd like to finish more than what I did. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. No, no, no. It's a fun I, I'm really surprised because Doom is a franchise that like you know, as as a kid, like I I got like super into like uh, emulation and stuff, and so like I you know like I played like the first Doom, and I was like, okay, I get this. And then like my dad and my uncle would like see me playing them, and they're like, you're playing Doom, all right. Um, <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, weird bonding story. Um, but yeah, and then Doom Eternal came out. And my dad had the reaction of basically like, why are they always remaking stuff? And I I played it and I was like, it, it, like I remember like my first impression. Of, Is that a remake of something? It, not or really a re. It? It's just it's just it's, it's Doom again, you yeah. know. Um, but it continues the story. It continues so. the story and all that. But yeah, no, my first impression of it was like this is what it, like this is what like a That's rock video feels like, you know, <laughs> like like black. It's it's like. If heavy metal was a your, video game, your childhood brain thought the first Doom was. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which like props to any game that can just capture that, you know? Yeah. And like same thing with like the new Halo, which I mean, I am not a first person shooter person. I I hate first person shooters. I hate like oh I'm gonna run and I'm gonna gun and I'm gonna get the headshots and blah 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 blah. I like top down shooters, you know, enter the dungeon. Cute little, cute little games like that. Yes, Cuphead. even Cuphead. You know, like yeah, side scrollers like that and Cave Story and stuff. I I love I love those types of games. I don't prefer first person shooters typically, but Halo 
the new Halo game, like it, it, because I, I had Halo two for the Xbox 360, and I played, I played that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played it just because it was like a tense tactical shooter. The Star Wars Battlefront games, I loved Star Wars Battlefront. They mm-hmm. were, you know, the older ones, and then um, not the remakes. Not, not really the remakes. And then there was the Star Wars. Um, Shoot, what were they called? Uh, Elite Squadron or something? I forget. The, you, Rogue Squadron? You, no, 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 no. They, they were, you were played as these, like, four clones. Yeah, I don't know, man. And you would do these, like, tactical missions. Anyway, but yeah, no, phenomenal game. And that was, like, technically a first-person shooter. But You only care about a first-person shooter so long it's not about shooting yeah like yeah and, unless it's doom eternal <laughs> unless it's doom, doom yeah unless it's like doom or something but like and even 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 with doom, like you don't care for call of duty or no. rainbow six siege or, no yeah. i like the idea you mm-hmm. know i like the idea i hate that there's a million <laughs> anyway i just don't like the perspective honestly yeah i just don't i just want to be able to pull back yeah, I I I wish it was like a racing game. Oh yeah, where you can just like hit a button to look behind you. Sure, and get that perspective or something. Hit a but like or in like actual racing games, you can choose to be in the car mm-hmm. or in a third person type of mm-hmm. view outside the car. Yeah, stuff like that. I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. To like, sure, leave it first person. But if I hit left bumper sure i go to third person just to be able to orientate myself for a minute yeah can i not do that <laughs> no sorry it breaks the realism the i know realism that... of being a floating head yes i know with no legs yeah i know that you've really enjoyed um you know being able to like glitch your grenade through the wall here if you <laughs> throw it at the right spot but um yeah, you just you can't do that. It breaks the realism. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, yeah, that's the main thing is I just don't like being stuck in, in that perspective. Yeah. I like, I don't even like, um, remember the first time you came over after I got my PS4, I was playing Jedi Fallen Order. I do remember. And I was yeah. like, I do not like looking over the shoulder of this guy. Yes. This is not... A comfortable camera angle for me. Yeah. I don't like the third person like being stuck like that mm-hmm. either. I like being able to look anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm on uh, the side of a cliff, but I can look behind me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or to the side or straight up or straight down. Mm-hmm. Link can look, do whatever he wants, but I'm looking down here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts, you've been playing Kingdom Hearts, same thing. You can look anywhere you want around Sora. Sora's standing still, but you, <laughs> you are Jiminy Cricket, giving him all the respect. <laughs> yeah. Or you can choose to have the camera be controlled by the game. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't do. But <laughs> no, don't ever do that. Anyway. Uh, you want to get into it? Sure. Feature presentation time? Feature presentate. Pre- presentate. Feature present. So I'm going to talk about the Eternals, yeah. and I'm not really going to spoil. There's like kind of a big twist. I'm not going to get into the details of that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, you know, uh, I don't want to give I'm any spoilers. I'm going to bring it up, but I'm not going to tell you what the twist is, if that makes sense. I'm just uh, going to point out that it's not 
That twist, I'm not trying to say that twist is a good thing. Okay. <laughs> not like, not like objectively from a storytelling perspective, but like in the movie, the twist turns out that someone you thought was good, maybe not be good. I'm mm -hmm. not going to get into all that. Sure. I'm not, when I'm comparing people to God or us or whatever, <laughs> just forget about that for, for the, Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> gotcha. So in the movie, there's a pretty big debate over whether the eternal should stop human suffering, mm -hmm. wars and diseases and so on. Yeah. They have the power to stop the con human conflict. They have right. the power to heal. One of them has the power to heal any injury or disease mm -hmm. and stuff like that. They have a lot of power. They're eternals. They live forever. They can get hurt, but not by humans. You know? <laughs> like so, not by, like, bullets or anything? I don't think so. Wow. Wow. Like, I, like I think they have... Their only weakness is the uh, deviants. Or each other. Like, sure. I don't think... Because I've always wondered about... Even, like, a bomb would do anything. Because <laughs> I've always wondered about that. Because, like, on one hand, you know, you can have a hero, like the Hulk or something, who objectively is strongest there is. Right. But, like, he wouldn't be able to hurt certain people just because, for reasons, I am invulnerable to all things except for, you know, like, X, Y, Z. Right. And I kind of hate there's like a marble hierarchy like that but anyways anyway yeah so i feel like the hulk could probably hurt them because sure. he's like the reason that you know whatever you know what i'm talking about like I, <laughs> yes it's the eternal like yes. they're on the same level mm -hmm. as thor the hulk and thanos know. all them yeah yeah point is moving on <laughs> uh so they didn't fight in any of the conflict conflicts we've seen in the mcu so far mm -hmm. or any historical conflicts that we know about in the world yeah. they've been around since 7000 bc or whatever right didn't get involved in anything in any significant way um so in the movie the the kind of flimsy explanation is essentially that they were told not to mm -hmm. they were sent here by the celestials who are kind of the creators of the universe, but not really. Uh, don't ask. Don't get into it. Um, point is, they were sent there to take care of the deviants that are on Earth. That's what they're there to do. Mm -hmm. They don't get into other things, because that's not their job. Yeah. It's kind of the blanket reasoning that you get towards the beginning of the movie. It's just not their place to get in the way of humans hurting each other and stuff like yeah. that. Um, they have that purpose, and they don't want to move out of that purpose in any way. They stay in that purpose. They don't want to... They have some real big faith in, like... And the, the celestial that sent them, his name is Erishan. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of faith in him. <laughs> like, a lot. And I'm not going to talk about him because he's a celestial, and a celestial big and dumb and, and all that, and I'm not going to compare God to them because that would be an insult to God. But... <laughs> you just... That might be the nerdiest thing I've ever heard you say on this podcast. But do you disagree? No, I don't disagree at all, which like is why I'm like, wow, I'm a nerd too. <laughs> I have an opinion on this. Anyway. <laughs> One Eternal, his name is Druig. Okay. He has essentially mind control powers. Yes. He can take over other people's minds, make them do whatever he pleases. Yeah. Um, he could take care over like hundreds and thousands of people's minds mm -hmm. at the same time. 
there's a lot of power. There's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. At one point, he takes over a group that's at war. I think he's take, he takes over the Aztecs specifically, and that's why they disappear, is that he takes over them because in some kind of war, and he, like, takes them off into the forest for no one to find them. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is something he does. That's the big breaking point for the Eternals, is, like, some of them agree with what he's doing, but understand, like, that's not their place, and some of them are like, that's not our place, and also you shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. That's really what breaks up the mm -hmm. um, at that time. The band just can't recover after that. <laughs> after <laughs> after changing genres so drastically. Yeah, he was just like, I need a solo career, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want a solo. Like, he actually didn't. He wanted them to join him in doing sure. this. And People who agreed with him didn't feel like they could mm -hmm. because that's just not their place. And the people who disagreed with him didn't feel like they should. Sure. Anyway, so what I want to try and tackle uh, is the ever-present question of if God is good and can control everything, mm -hmm. why would he allow anything bad to happen? Why does suffering happen? Period. Yeah. It's a pretty big question in our day. Is God just? Yeah. How can God be all-powerful and all-good? Because if he was all good and all powerful, he would just stop, insert whatever here. Yeah. Um, and I I want to point out before we get into this, like that's not an original question. <laughs> but luckily for us, the Eternals has the answer. <laughs> that's not an original question. That's been a question on people's minds since. Pretty Before much as Jesus long, was around. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as we have, like, had the idea of God, you know? Yeah, as long as we have interacted with God, that has been a question that people have asked. I was going to say, and like, it has been addressed. literally Eve asked that question. Right. It's been addressed. Well, I should say Satan asked over, that question. <laughs> and made Eve think about that. Yeah, whatever. She was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's been addressed over the centuries in many different ways. It's been thoroughly explored and explained, mm -hmm. and people still have faith after answering this question. Yeah. Still believe God is good. Still believe God is all-powerful. Mm -hmm. It's not an original question. But, but modern Christianity likes to think everything we do is new. And so when someone has a problem with modern Christianity in this way, they think uh, all these idiots haven't thought about this. Right. Um, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to point that out because I, don't, I think it's a little damning to assume that modern, well, and modern Christians are a little in the wrong to... Not to be all like CS who, <laughs> or not even be able to go past the last century. And yeah, and like look at apologetics. Yeah. yeah, like it's there for a reason. Right. We don't need to write new books. We don't <laughs> like a lot of the stuff we're writing right now. Probably doesn't need to be out there. There's these it's answers already are already said. out there. Yeah. You know, um, but. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to read a, a verse or two. Uh, Lamentations 3, 23, 33. But though he causes grief, he will not. He will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or gr grieve the children of men. Um, that's talking about God. <laughs> no. Even though he 
if you really want to get into it, is the cause of all bad things, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Satan's doing stuff, but he made Satan, and he didn't do this, or whatever. Or, yeah, it's my fault because of the fall, but he could still do this, and he let us fall. And You know, if you right. want to go that far back in everything, you can blame everything on him. But all I'm trying to say here is, yeah, you can do that. What I'm trying to point out is... God does not delight in our suffering. He's not happy about it. He doesn't want it to happen, but he does allow it. Mm-hmm. And people still have problems with that, but I think that's missed a lot. Is I think what's important to understand is that God doesn't delight in our suffering. And he, he's, he's not indifferent about what's happening in the world. And it's just like, yeah, you're going to suffer. That's life. No, he's sorrowful uh, to see suffer. He doesn't just dole out his will and not care how it ha- impacts with people. Impacts people, I mean. <laughs> uh, he understands and he doesn't regret it, but feels what we feel. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really missed in our conversations, especially when we try and comfort people by saying God is in control. Well, yeah, God's in control, but my, my mom just died. And if he's in control, why did my mom die? Like, that doesn't really help. <laughs> and that's where this question comes a lot. Yeah. Is our only comfort is God's in control. It's fine. Well, well cool. Why, cool. But why did the bad thing happen if that's true? You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's where that, that comes from. But It's like, can I get a little bit more from you, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, God is in control. And that should bring us comfort. But it should also bring us comfort. To know that he is grieving for our grief. Yeah. He's just looking at our, our state after something bad has happened, after sin has affected us. Mm-hmm. And he's grieving over how it's affected us, too. Yeah. Even though he did allow it to happen, like, there is emotion in that. There is compassion in that. Um, and that's something I want to point out in the movie, is that there's this debate over should be fear. And it's because the Eternals see humanity, they care for humanity, they, they're here to protect humanity from one specific threat, but they're seeing us suffer at each other's hands so that things that are beyond our control, like Z's and, and, and things like that, and they feel the need to fix it. They feel bad that they can't fix it. They, they feel bad that we have to go through this. Yeah. And that's also true for our God. Um, there's two other comparisons I want to make to the movie and how the Eternals behave. Uh, so I just wanted to, really quick, that was my addressing of like, hey, God cares. He's not just sitting there thinking, mm-hmm, and that's my plan, and this is good. He's uh, yeah. he, he's upset. He's sorrowful. He, he cares. Yes. Yeah. For where you are, how you're feeling. Um. So, Druig, as I said, the Eternal takes over the minds of others at the end of the of a battle. Um, acts how people who have a problem with God essentially want him to act. Mm. Right? They expect God to take over every person in every situation that causes problems in this world and just fix it. So, bad things don't happen. So, they don't have to suffer. Then no one has to suffer. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Is essentially the argument, the, the desired state... That they're looking for when something bad happens to them. That they're in a situation they feel they have no control over. Why didn't God just come in and fix it? Right? Um, 
Many people would like him to step in and make things right in every situation we face. So what's the problem with this? It is explored a little in the movie. The people who are taken over by Druig, you see generations and generations of them are being mind-controlled to not fight and stay within certain bounds and do, do all these things. They've lost their freedom. And they don't live real lives. Um, that's pointed out like very subtly in the movie, and it's not really addressed. But <laughs> um, but essentially, if God stepped in every time someone sinned, would no one would really have a single minute where God wasn't stepping in, taking over their life in the whole world to make sure everything ran perfectly. Because mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that people miss when they want God to fix everything that's bad. They don't realize how bad the world is or how bad they are. You know, yeah, yeah it's bad that cancer's out. There. It's bad that people suffer from drought and, and fire and affliction and things. But if you wanted God to fix those things, that would include him coming into your life every time you're too prideful and too yeah. selfish and too, and not thinking about him and, and all these things that we're yeah. seeing second by second, he'd be taking over. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't be allowed to exist as an an entity at all. We'd just be puppets, essentially, Mm -hmm. of God. And we wouldn't be able to make a single choice in our lives, really. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't ever be able to become better than who we are when we're born. uh, Because God would just be taking over everything and everyone all the time. Uh, that's missed <laughs> and and that's and I don't think anyone wants that I don't think anyone wants to be to lose all of their agency every time they step out of line even a little bit but that's what people are actually asking for when they say why didn't God fix the, these situations yeah um, they don't want to be taken over by God and that's why it's a big deal that we ask to be taken over by God uh, as Christians, because that's not something we, as humans, want to inherently do. Yeah. Um, so that's really why God doesn't come in and fix every human problem that is caused by humans. But the other comparison I want to make addresses suffering and pain in situations where there doesn't really seem to be any reason for it. Um, where a family starves because there wasn't enough rain to grow crops, or... Uh, where someone gets fairly sick even though they lived healthy and relatively normal lives and it, it, it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. That we, a lot of people can understand, yeah, the fall happened, we allowed sin to come into the world and we as humanable decisions and do horrible things to each other and God, even though he wants us to be better and wants us to change and wants us to act according to his righteousness... He won't step in because he, he desires a true relationship with us. And part of that requires our agency in that. And people can accept that. But why can't there not be ginormous forest fires that wreck people's lives and kill people? Huh? Why not like why not that? What does the fall have to do with that? Uh. <laughs> but like, yeah. What does the fall have to do with that? Well, we can still blame the fall. We, yeah. I can still say, well, we release sin and death into the world, and that includes disease and, and certain things, and, and and I can explain it all the way with the fall if I really want to, and I, I think that would be true. It, it's a, it is a catch-all. It's a catch-all, and it's true, and yeah. 
I wouldn't be lying to anyone to blame the fall and humanity for all those things, but it's not comforting. <laughs> no. It doesn't really help someone understand anything or point to where God is in those situations at all. Um, so, yeah, th- that's true, but that's not what I'm going to focus on for the moment. Uh, and, I, and part of why I'm bringing this up is to help people understand how to talk about this when someone asks the question. Uh, yeah, you can blame the fall for everything, but I, I, I promise you it's not really going to have much effect on them. <laughs> true that. Uh, anyway, um, throughout the film, we learn that the suffering that the Eternals allow to happen is not only not their place to solve, but also serves a purpose beyond that. Mm. Human suffering in the world, whether it's caused by other humans or by circumstances that are beyond our control, has a purpose in the film. And mm. that's the spoiler I don't want to get into because it, would, it would, doesn't help my argument. And it, oh, that's <laughs> and, why you didn't want to get into it. And it's kind of ridiculous in the movie, so I'm not going to get into it. Cool. <laughs> But the point is, there's a purpose to it. It helps some overall goal that the Eternals or Celestials have that isn't often thought about or isn't well known among the Eternals. That's why there's this debate, is because they don't understand that there's an overarching purpose to suffering that is working towards the end goal that they're trying to achieve. Um, that would help humanity or, or help the universe or whatever. Um, point is, there's a purpose to suffering. Um, yeah, I wrote it down here. In the movie, that purpose is malicious in, nature's, in nature, but that is not true of the true God. <laughs> okay? Right. <laughs> we know that the purpose is actually good. We know as Christians that our God is working all things for our good and for his glory. Biblically, we know that suffering, the suffering we experience serves an overall purpose, like we, like in the movie, pointing out sin in the world, pointing out where we failed, and pointing out the fall, like I've already talked about. Yeah. And there's just that overall purpose. And there's a plan that God has, and part of that plan includes bad things happening sometimes, and it's all part of that purpose, too. And that those are all true, but again, not incredibly comforting to know God had a plan for someone you love and really sick and, and live a pretty physically painful life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, cool. God has a plan, but that doesn't really matter to you as moments. And when you're trying to talk to someone about this and when they're facing this question, it usually isn't an answer that even if they believe it's not going to get them anywhere spiritually, to turn to God, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that overall purpose of God has a plan. He's going to bring Jesus back. It's all part of this plan. Someone's going to get saved, whatever, mm-hmm. because of this pain. It, it it's all has a purpose. Um, but aside from that overall purpose of fitting into God's plan or whatever, there is a specific purpose for the person who is experiencing suffering every single time. It's not just... 
that person sick and that person being sick is going to make you depressed and you're going to talk to this person and that person is going to talk to another person and then that person will have an idea that they carry with them for the next 20 years that they're going to ask a priest about and then they're going to turn to God. Isn't that great? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? That's how people think of like, oh, look at God's plan and that suffering and how it's going to fit into it. That's what they think about. Yeah. No, it's not. It is that. It can. It, well, it let's can say it be, can be that. And can be, and certainly is that in many situations. But it's not only that. Yeah. That your individual suffering is going to have impact on you specifically yeah. for the glory of God and for your own good. And this isn't some hope in some loose reasoning of somehow, some way down the line, this will make sense. And maybe it will be good for you. This is a promise from Jesus and God and our and the Word of God and our Lord and Savior that He is working all things for our good. Period. Yes. Yes. All thanks. Even and, and even you getting sick. Even you losing a loved sick. one. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Even you <laughs> losing a relationship that you hey really benefited from. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was gonna <laughs> say stuff like that. Even those things, they have a specific purpose, not just, well, this is going to help some arbitrary person, maybe, some, <laughs> somewhere down yeah, the line. Because it, it's, it's important to note, you know, on the subject of God's promises, like, it's important to note that, like, in like in Genesis, like, one of the first things he does is he, he curses, like, Adam and curses the earth. And, you know, he's like, you know, you will work all the days of your life and thorns and thistles it will produce for you. Yes, you know, life sucks and bad things will happen. But then also it's important to note that like, like you're saying, like, yes, spring is a part of the human experience now. We have chosen that for ourselves through mm-hmm. our forefathers of Adam and Eve. And, you know, we carry that, that mark with us. But in spite of that, like everything that has been like laid out, like our lot in life is this like eternal glorification that has come away. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's that. Um question yeah that i would that i would pose to you because i think that with with what you're talking about um so with all of this mm-hmm. god knew everything was going to happen god in the garden because I've, I've gotten this question before and like looking at the lens of like the eternal film and all this i want to i want to hear if you can come up with something Did god know the fall was going to happen and that was oh plan? well i mean yeah, yeah he knew the fall was going to happen was but that his plan yes. is it fair <laughs> is it fair is god fair for having like all of this idea of suffering um, laid out for us just because he knew that it would bring him and I guess us as well more the end of times for us to go through. Is, is God fair? Um, I, I gotta know. <laughs> I gotta know, Noah. Well, I mean, yes, I think so. But <laughs> that's what I believe personally. But, yeah. Um, I'm going to finish reading this and then I'll get to it. Oh. Because I think it might tie into it. Oh, dude, but, uh, I so thought you were finished. I'm so that sorry. <laughs> God's promises that he's working all things, including mm-hmm. our personal, specific, towards me, and my experience suffering yeah. for my personal, specific good. Yeah. We know God is sovereign over us and over our suffering. Mm-hmm. First uh, Peter four nineteen says, "Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful Creator while doing good." And so Peter's response: He this is at the end of um, that section that 
that's very famously quoted all the time about this. Um, count it all joy when sufferings come upon you. Yes. And not just like count it all, uh, some of it joy, but specifically count every single part of it, even the parts you don't understand as joy. Mm-hmm. That is what we're talking about here. <laughs> yes. Um, that's the, this is at the end of that section where he's saying, and everyone who suffers according to God's plan, within God's plan, yeah. their response, aside from being joyous, uh, which, <laughs> Imagine. Is, which is actual insanity to the world we live in and often to us, but aside from that is to continue to put more trust uh, in a faithful creator mm-hmm. of us of the plan that we're being part of and and just continue to do good um, yeah so to get to your question of is it fair to for god to allow suffering mm-hmm. even though it is we see it as good yeah or just for his glory mm-hmm. yeah i, I mean <laughs> Yeah, it is. And I, it, 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 it's not really <laughs> that was pretty blunt. A, a fun answer oh to give, gosh. but like, yeah, mm-hmm. God gets to do whatever He wants because He's in charge, and that we exist to bring Him glory, so He can plan and do whatever He wants in anyone's life or in any circumstance or even in any tree or leaf or animal that we never see in the world can experience whatever they want and do whatever they that god chooses because it exists for his glory you know Mm -hmm. that that's kind of the point of us (laughs) you know god didn't need to make us he chose to to advance the the love and relationship and, and glory of who he already was and so he has every right to just continue to do that in any way he chooses and it'd be completely fair because that is exactly why we were made in the begin to begin with, you know? Yeah. And I think it's kind of an un unnice, unkind answer. Uh, and it's not the answer people want to hear, but the truth is, is God is fair because he can't be unfair you know, yeah, <laughs> that's what Paul means when he says, who is the the pot to ask the potter, why have you made me this way? You know, I can, you as a person, if you go make something, if you go make a piece of pottery, can choose to fill it with dirt and throw it in the ground, or you can <laughs> choose to make it look amazing and be displayed for everyone and what are those pieces of pottery going to say about fairness you're in charge of what they are and who they're made for yeah and what they're made for and it's only fair to give you what exactly you're made for so is it a fun answer for people to hear no but i think it's true i think it's logical and makes sense and that's the end of it but as i was trying to point out in this is when you are suffering god cares yeah when you make a tool that is maybe not incredibly honorable or showy 
if you go make a pot that's going to go get buried and never be seen, you still care when it breaks. Yeah. You can still want it to be fixed and will take time to fix it if you can. Yeah. It doesn't matter <laughs> like whether it's fair or not or whether what God has in store for you, God cares, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was trying to point out with this whole thing. It was like, yeah, the, the true answer is kind of not nice to hear, but at the end of the day, God cares and he's doing what's good for you and for himself and mm-hmm. for all of creation. And he's, even though he has every right not to care at all about your feelings and that, he does. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say it in a nicer way, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. What Did you have something you were trying to point out? No, 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 no. I just, question. since you were tackling big question, I was just like, you know, like ancillary closely related question that I, w- I was curious if you could pull something from the movie and be like, yo, by the way, <laughs> Homelander over here. Is- <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know if there's anything in the movie that would specifically point to like, is it, is it just that, that they, that they should stand aside and not interfere no. because they were instructed not to. No, I wouldn't say so because of that. Uh, that malicious purpose oh, sure. that human suffering has and why it's allowed is really unbiblical. So <laughs> that's why I didn't bring it up. Sure. Um, essentially, no, the, the Celestials and the Eternals did not create humans. Mm-hmm. And it's not comic book like lore of this yeah. either where the Eternals were once human or anything. It's completely separate. So where they allow suffering for mate for a malicious purpose mm-hmm. it's it can't be ruled as fair because they shouldn't be charged with that anyway sure so no i got nothing from the movie for that <laughs> our god is actually in charge of that and he is just and fair and good sure because that is what we're made for so in the marvel universe do you think the blind eternity <laughs> should be able to do anything that it wants to the human race and that iron man should just lay over and accept it and not fight back whenever we the the mainline marvel universe has to fight up against the ultimates universe and each universe has to fight for dominance and supremacy to see which uh universe can actually reign do you think that that's fair for the blind eternities and 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 uh, the eternity and the, of the, the multiverse tribunal yes do you think that's fair main... for the, yeah. <laughs> Do yeah, think- I think the living tribunal can do whatever he wants, uh, and they really have no right to tell him what to do. Oh. So if the one above all... <laughs> just... Anyway, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to get into Marvel lore, yeah, the living tribunal, his whole point of existing is like, hey, I know you guys think you rock, because that's what every sentient being in the world, in the universe, in the multiverse thinks that yeah. they're, they're fine and they should be able to do whatever they want but my job is to point out hey i know you think you're cool but you're not and you've been so uncool that you're done and i get to do that because i'm subjective and feel no emotion and all that yes <laughs> so yeah your argument might be really nice for you but i'm gonna end your universe now <laughs> and everyone goes what and then they're gone so it doesn't even matter <laughs> yeah
Love that for them. Yeah, that's not how God operates, and I don't want to continue comparing God to, to that. Yeah, to yeah, that yeah. insanity that people made up because it would make good stories, but doesn't reflect truth. Well, fair. <laughs> so, so you're talking about the paper? Correct. You're talking about the remake or the original? Because I think I saw the original in like third grade, and I don't remember a single thing about it. Did you ever watch the remake? I've watched the remake like dozens of times. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> you know what? My, my, me and For a second, I thought re- you were going to be like, the only exposure I have to the parent trap is the night, what is it, like 1953 original? I don't know. That, okay. You know, me and Sarah Beth have been talking about this, and then we talked about it with you, but like vibe, not a vibe. Yes. Kind of thing. Yes. Like this movie, I don't know if it's a vibe, but the soundtrack to this movie. Yes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, I don't know if it's actually like, Really, really good songs, but they're just classic. <laughs> like, you could just listen to this soundtrack and just... As and just you say, jam. As you say, veg out. Veg out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Content. <laughs> oh. So, I have a friend who really likes this movie. Uh, Are they Christian? Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't talk to... I, I mean, I, I probably would talk to her about it next time. Oh, my but, gosh. Uh, yeah. She went to Cyprus with me and the mm-hmm. other people the first time I went for okay. a month and a week. Yeah. Um, and she really likes this movie. She played the soundtrack all the time. Um, oh. And stuff. But we would mess with her and, and, and like, act as if we su- subscribed to a fake conspiracy theory that Lindsay Lohan... Actually, had a twin. Yes, and that she died during production, and Disney covered it up. Yes, and we would like mess with her, and she would get so, so angry, so mad. Yeah, like, Lindsay Lohan doesn't have a twin. Are you? <laughs> Disney would never do that. Disney would never. Disney's too good. It's the House of Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can see it. And then we'd bring up like the Lemmings thing. <laughs> That Disney, like, killed a bunch of lemmings and stuff, yeah. which is also not true. It's just an urban legend. Yeah. And we'd be like, Disney would do that. They would cover up her death. You don't know. <laughs> she would get so mad. Good times. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan has a secret twin that Disney doesn't want you to know about. And it's like, what, what, wouldn't Lindsay Lohan want to talk about that? Yeah, she, she has the right to talk about whatever she wants. <laughs> Lindsay. Free, free Lohan. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Free. Actually, no. Free Lindsay. Sounds good. Free Lindsay. Free Lindsay. Free Lindsay. Anyway. What, just get, what was, what just was, get into it. Real quick. Do you remember the, the like, the leave Britney alone? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't know about it. I just, I was thinking, like, leave. Britney's twin is dead. <laughs> yeah. Leave Lindsay alone. Like, that's what I'm picturing, this hypothetical. This is so much we got to cut out of this episode yeah. at the moment. So just go for it, please. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Um, okay. <clears throat> so I'm talking about the remake. Yep. Since you asked, time about the remake. Uh, it seems to be what you're more familiar with anyway. So let's dive in. Everyone is more familiar. <laughs> I want to meet the one person who's like, I. That one's trash. I never. <laughs> what are you talking about? I like the one where what the kids. Do you kids... like the remake of Freaky Friday? Too? <laughs> <laughs> I like when the kids were polite and British and blonde hair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Uh, she plays both the twins, for all you conspiracy theorists. I am firmly in the camp of she plays both of the twins. And um, uh, actor Dennis Quaid 
plays Nick Parker, and he's the father, okay? And that's really all that I, I need to get into. Uh, the mother doesn't matter. Yeah, the mom. I mean, she, like, not for what I'm talking about explicitly. But anyway, so Lindsay, um, I, I want to cover a little bit of dialogue. But before I get to that, let me just cover, like, the general plot of the movie real quick. It's going to take 20 seconds. So basically, the idea is this. So there's these two twins. Um, their parents get divorced. And when their parents get divorced, each parent takes a twin, which the courts of the United States wouldn't allow, but <laughs> maybe the courts of England. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Point is, each parent got a twin. And so each twin grows up completely unaware of the fact that they have a twin out there somewhere in the world. And I mean, they, they know they have a dad. But they don't know who or the dad a mom. or yeah, and or a mom, um, <laughs> or a mom. But like, they don't know who that is. You know, they just know that like biologically, I have to have a mom. But they're not aware of the twin. Anyways, hijinks ensue. They go to a summer camp. They meet. They're like, wait a second, you, wait a second. And so they switch, they prince in the popper real quick and they, they switch mm -hmm. places. And, um, and so each of them, uh, the one who stays with like just regular old, good old American dad chum, uh, and the mom is, she's like a fashion designer, I want to say. What was she? Yeah, I think so. I want to say fashion designer. In England. Yes, in England specifically. So he owns a winery and he owns a winery. A vineyard. A vi or yeah, yeah, a vineyard. Uh, but still, but still, you know, very middle class. Um, <laughs> very, very upper middle, very upper middle class. <laughs> yeah, relatable but rich. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, in total every man. Look at that jawline. Um, <laughs> oh, Dennis Quaid, you every man. <laughs> but anyways, so they. <laughs> So, so they switch places and somehow they don't really, like, the parents aren't like, wait a minute, my baby girl has a British accent now. Like, there's, there's <laughs> never an inkling of suspicion. They just go along with it. And then, um, lo and behold, the dad, uh, starts seeing someone and Lindsay Lohan, um, uh, playing Annie, um, Annie James, um, is like, wait a minute. You're not allowed to marry somebody else because me and my twin, who's no. also me, are going to decide to try and get the band back together. We got it. We got it. Because we know about how you interacted as a couple. Yes, because you <laughs> separated the womb. Yes. We had a first person perspective to all of your conversations. <laughs> we know what's best for you, Dad. Yes. And so, so they're like, we got to break them up. And then get our actual biological parents back together. Which, while I'm not going to say that, like, the that's cool, that, like, they should have done that, I do also want to... You want to be like, hey, this movie's fire, so I, the, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's cool. In this, <laughs> also, it it worked for Lindsay Lohan. Actually a bad person. <laughs> actually, yes, is a bad human being. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but yeah, so specifically, um, before I get into the, the, the Bible story that I want to tie some parallels into, um, 
I want to show how broken this family is, and I think that there's no dialogue that like better encapsulates it than when uh, the dad is picking up Lindsay Lohan from the camp, and they're like driving back home. And as they're driving back home, um, he doesn't know anything that's going on, and she is excited because she has never met her dad before. And so she runs up to him and he's, he's all like, dad, finally. And he's, you know, like he's missed her. And he's like, uh, you know, like, th- like, this is cool. You know, I'm glad that my dad, my daughter is so like excited to see me. And, um, and you know, she's just like, you know, uh, a lot's been happening to me too, dad. I mean, I feel I'm practically a new woman. Um, in the, in the car, uh, he asked, you know, as eight year olds say, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Because she's very posh and British. So she speaks, she speaks very properly. Um, except for, uh, in the car, he notices, um, that like she can't stop looking at him in the mirror. She's just staring at him. And he, mm-hmm. he asks, like, what did I cut myself shaving? And she answers, no, I, uh, it's, no, it's just seeing you for the first time. I mean, you know, in so long. And uh, she's talking about camp and she's ending like every single sentence with dad. So he asks, he's like, why, why do you keep saying dad at the end of every sentence? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was doing it, dad. Sorry, dad. And, you know, they both share a little laugh. And then uh, do you know why I keep saying dad? The truth. And he's like, uh, I don't know, because you missed your old man so much. Right. And then here's here's the here's the ringer. She says, exactly. It's because in my whole life, I mean, you know, for the past eight weeks, I was never able to say the word dad. Never. Not once. And if you ask me, a dad is an irreplaceable person in a girl's life. Think about it. There's a whole day devoted to celebrating fathers. Just imagine someone's life without a father. Never buying a Father's Day card. Never sitting on their father's lap. Never being able to say, hi dad, or what's up dad, or catch you later dad. I mean, a baby's first words are always dada, aren't they? No, they're not. They're not, but... (laughs) Point is... Really guilt tripping this whole. Thing. Really, yeah, he's and at this point, like, you, her, you left your daughter. And at this point, Dennis Quaid is reduced to tears, and she <laughs> <laughs> ruined the whole thing by guilt tripping this man to death. Yeah, he, he's crying so hard that he like swerves off the road, and then, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Anyway, but no, that's not what happens. Anyways, but point is, um, yeah. So basically, from there, the whole rest of the movie takes off and I don't want to like go into like specific scenes or anything beyond that the whole point is that Nick Parker is the name uh he's he's seeing this new girl not Zoe Deschanel he's seeing this new girl and hey, thank you for the nod I needed the I needed you to get it's the reference Jess. it's Jane no <laughs> now I don't know if I should break them up or not <laughs> she's so quirky and cool just continue please um, but yeah uh and so Yeah, so there's this whole thing, and the whole, like, idea is this family is broken. And I don't want to say that Lindsay Lohan is God, because I don't want to say that sentence. (laughs) I don't want to, but I don't want to mean that sentence unironically. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know? I can just continue. Um, But, like, at the same time, I now want to compare this family to another family in the Bible. Um, Specifically, the family of Isaac. Rebecca, Jacob, and Esau. Um, I want to compare... Esau? What? Esau. Esau. I know in English it's Esau, but it's just Esau. Esau? <laughs> yeah. I... 
genuinely have never heard that. If you look at the way it's spelled, you would think Esau. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's what, let's see, E-S-A-U. Yeah. And so, like, your brain is like, ah, English, dumb pronounce, done, Esau. But it's, it's definitely Esau. <laughs> it's, like, this is a name that still exists and... No, that's how they, they say it in Hebrew if if you go ask someone who's Hebrew. <laughs> like it like that's the Latin alphabet and if you, you just can just trust me on this, okay. It's Isu. Yeah. But it's you can say Esau, no one's gonna get mad. I just like I, I think Isu sounds better than It Esau. does. <laughs> it sounds so much cooler. Whoa. The red one. <laughs> yes. Oh, you shouldn't have thrown that at me. That's a truth bomb that I didn't need. <laughs> Ah. Anyway, get that name. So Esau. 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 So he saw Esau. On the seesaw. (laughs) Anyways. Why'd you do this? Anyway, point is, so I want to compare these two families. So basically, they are very much broken. And um, they've, like, the family has been broken for forever. I mean, you got to take it into consideration. Isaac is the dude who, like... He's Abraham's kid. He's the kid that was like almost sacrificed at an altar. And then God was like, ha ha, JK, Abraham, here's a ram. <laughs> okay. Not how that story goes, but yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I understand. But like there, there's Abraham with a knife in his hand, like prepare to be gutted, son. And like, <laughs> like he's crying, but he's also, you know, like going to do it. And so I, I'm sure Isaac's got some like childhood trauma that he got to work through i think the more of the trauma than that is his stepbrother who hates him and wasn't supposed to be born and stuff oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Anyway. anyways yeah but moving on to the actual family that i want to talk about um basically isaac and rebecca they are like well on in years. Um, the Bible gives an exact age. I don't remember. I want to say that Isaac was like 90 and Rico was like 80 or it's, 60. It's not incredibly important. Yeah, they were old. Um, it's, but they've been praying for a baby and God was like, time to open the floodgates. You get two. <laughs> you get two. <laughs> You've been very faithful in praying for a very long time. Um, your father did the same. Um, so he got a kid. You're, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Just you wait. (laughs) Just you wait. Um, And so they're born. Uh, Esau comes out first. He was red and hairy. And so they were like, Esau. And then... um, Red. Red. (laughs) Which I just love that so much. Um, And then Jacob came out next, literally being pulled out with his brother because he was just baby. Babies have, you know, baby strength. How yeah. babies are like weirdly strong. He was just clasping onto his brother's ankle. It right. was just, just and um point is Jacob comes out second. Yeah, Jacob comes so out second. He is technically, even though they're twins, second born, not second born. born son. Correct. Um and so with that, um immediately um there is like sibling rivalry put there. And it's only exasperated. Dude, because I would be upset if i was twins with someone and they're like but it came out first what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) i can definitely see you be that is just your level of like petty i'd just be like what do you mean he gets the house and all the money and i get nothing we were born the same day dude ancient civilizations who worked like that 
Like what? <laughs> what do you mean I have to fend for myself because he was born six years well, earlier? You, okay, listen. Like, usually, you would just like continue to work on the same land and once yeah, you got yeah, a yeah. good deal. No, 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 no. It, but like technically, your older brother is now like your master who like you know gives you wages and stuff like. You know how petty I'd get? Like, I mean, I'm the oldest, so, like, whatever. But, like... <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Hey, man, no wonder there's so many sibling beefs in the Bible. <laughs> anyway, point is... Um, but, yeah, Jacob and Esau, they fight their whole life. Like, it's, it's very well established in the Bible that they argue and fight their whole life because of this very simple fact that, like, they're, they just aren't on the same footing there and god even like makes a promise to jacob to say that like he will rule over his brother um mm -hmm. at one point and with that being said jacob is very impatient and basically is loki um yeah yeah that's a comparison i've always wanted to make on here was like esau he's the big burly one he's the dad's favorite yep he and that's the very next firstborn mm -hmm. and stuff like that jacob is his name means liar, first off, but yes. he's loved by the mom. He's mm -hmm. a trickster, essentially. Yes. He's yes. always, like, working a way to become the rightful heir to the throne. It's, it's pretty much Thor and Loki in the MCU. Yeah, but <laughs> it's pretty wild. But no, and I, and I love that detail. Um, but I wanted to tie it, but I feel like, you know, we, last time we met up, you talked, you were like, we, we need to talk about something completely original that we've never discussed before. And so that's why I was so, like, so you're talking about parent trap. So I wanted to talk about the parent trap. Thor and Loki. In Lindsay the parent trap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both of them in one amazing, talented little girl. <laughs> anyways. Uh, but yeah, anyways, so, so with this story, um, Basically, the Esau was Jacob's favorite, or I'm sorry, sorry, Esau was Isaac's favorite um, because he hunted and he was the firstborn, and he was the firstborn. He born. was honest and like a stand-up guy. Yeah, and so Isaac really liked him, and um, and the Bible specifically says he had a taste for Esau's game, and you know, like, hey, gotta love that. Um, that, there's got to be some, like, they, I'm sure they, like, traded stories while they, like, skinned deer or something. You know, they, like... Okay. <laughs> they, they probably, they, like, I just, I imagine, like, total bro moment there. Whereas um, we have Jacob and Rebecca, who definitely did not have that kind of bond. Right. Uh, Jacob was a much more, like, indoorsy person. Um, the story that highlights this the most, I think, the differences between two of them is... Um, Esau goes out for a hunt and he comes back completely empty handed. Mm -hmm. And so in a desperate attempt um, for this, he sees Jacob cooking stew. Um, Bean soup. Uh, yes, lentils. Lentil soup. Uh, lentil soup and bread. And... Um, Ooh, <sighs> no. Yes! <laughs> but essentially, Jacob sees this opportunity. Mm -hmm. and, and he's and, like, and yeah, he, I'll give you soup. Yes. In a minute. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. And even though, like I said before, the God had already promised Jacob, like, hey, you're going to have the birthright. You're going to rule over your brother one day. He took this opportunity to be very impatient um, and also like at the same... Grandfather. Yeah, yes, exactly. And also at the very same time, capitalize on Esau's impatience and... Yeah, we always, like, get on Jacob in this. And it's like, Esau was the idiot 
It's bean water, my dude. <laughs> yeah, you can wait for it to finish cooking, and if it's that big of a deal, here, uh, mom, <laughs> dad. Yeah, he won't share. And then, <laughs> boom, done. Pretty nice Come job, on, brother. Dude. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but basically, this is the relationship that gets like forced down our throats here, where Jacob. Uh, gosh darn it, Isaac and Rebecca both play the favorites game and they don't seem to have a very close relationship in this because their relationship with their kids is driving them apart. And then in the parent trap, we can see this reflected in its own way where it's kind of flipped, where the the it's the parents who are driving the kids away and the kids they meet up and they love each other immediately and like oh my gosh my long lost sister and throughout the movie they're like calling each other checking in on each other and blah 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 and they're trying to get the parents to play nice while in this story the parents and the kids are just all levels of dysfunctional <laughs> um but the thing that remains true in both of these stories is god is sovereign overall like you had said in your thing and he works to rectify all of the wrongs. In the movie, like I said, I don't want to say Lindsay Lohan is God. <laughs> I don't want that. Don't say that then. Okay. Say whatever her character's name. <laughs> Annie, Annie, Annie James. Parks. Annie Parks? James. Is it James? Yeah, it, it is. It is Annie James. Oh, yeah, right. Because, because yes, because different. The switch. Yes. Gosh darn it. Why is it so con- It shouldn't be confusing. Anyway, but yes, Annie Parks. Twins, man. They yeah. get me every time. Twins with different last names. <laughs> so Annie Parks. Um, James. Annie. You just said Parks. I did. That's neither of their names. <laughs> At least I'm not over here like Annie Quaid. <laughs> so Annie, how's that? We'll just say Annie. Um, who's lived with the mom their whole life and is now with the dad and is, I think, the twin we spend the most time with. Um, like, technically. I, I want to say. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to say we spend more time with her. But anyway, um, so Annie... I'm here for Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I'm here. All right, let's go. Um, but no, but the two twins, Lindsay Lohan, they spend the whole film trying to get the parents back together. And obviously, at the end of the movie, they succeed and if I want to take like a very long-term approach to the story of Jacob and Esau, obviously I can say the family tree comes together and all is rectified in Christ, um, which... And Jacob goes off, becomes a better person. And <laughs> yes, but like looking at this from a much closer, like, yeah, look at, looking at this a lot better, uh, what really happens as far as like the immediate story of Jacob and Esau is throughout their relationship, they do find redemption in the fact that Jacob goes off and, you know, wrestles with an angel or possibly Christ or some heavenly figure. And, and his name goes from liar to he who wrestles with God. And <laughs> Israel. Israel. Yep. And so I guess that's an upgrade. And I would say so. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so, like, from there, he founds, like, the 12 tribes of Israel, and he, he and his brother um, Esau, like, come to terms with each other, and, like, all is, like, made right in that relationship because God is sovereign in that. Um, and, like, myself, as someone who, you know, I have a family, I obviously have issues with my family, and I will always have issues with my family. I'm sure that after Jacob and Esau, like, made up, I'm sure that there were still times where Esau was, like, dude, 
you're actually the worst. <laughs> but I'm sure they still argued from time to time, you know? Like, that's that's family. Yeah. Um, and same, like I said, same with me. I, I, You know, me and my family, we, we argue. We have good times too, though. And, like, God is sovereign in all of that and in all of our relationships. Um so anyway, that that was the that was the thing that I wanted to talk about. That was the parallel that I wanted to draw where like yes, in throughout the film we see the progression of um the the Parks slash James family, how in the beginning of the film we see how Parker. 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 <laughs> why did I want to say I don't know why you remembered these names. You could have just said Dennis Quaid the whole time. I could have, but I want it I want it for the biblical accuracy. No. <laughs> um, okay. But through this, we see like their relationship at the beginning of the film, specifically like again looking at the parents and the kids too, because they don't know who, they, who they don't know of the existence of each other, and so this is just like as broken as a family can possibly be. Um, and then it all comes together, and at the end of the film, everything is made right, and like they're remarried, and everything is beautiful. Um, and then same thing like with the story of like looking at Isaac and Rebecca and you know they don't have a kid pray for a child and God blesses them with two and then I'm sure at some point or another like somehow one ends up spending a lot of time with the mom and the other one a lot of time with the father yes and there's this divide between them between them that forms yes that forms and Rebecca helps Jacob fool Isaac or sorry, J- yeah, I yeah, Isaac, yeah, with giving him his brother's birthright mm-hmm. and things like that, and, and it's all a big mess, you know. Yes, <laughs> but because... you, like you were saying, God is sovereign in it all. Ends up bringing—I don't know if the family ends up like perfect at the end of the no, no, not a Hollywood but it ending. All ends up bringing about the nation of Israel and mm-hmm. God's. Fulfillment of that promise. Uh, it, Your kids it brings will a new number of the stars into the, into the world, and it brings Jesus and our Savior and all these things. Yes, through this dysfunctional family and and the antics that the kids get up to, just like in the Parent Trap. Just like in the Parent so Trap, it's, it's a loose thing, <laughs> and like yeah, does it tie better together with Thor and Loki? Yeah. <laughs> I tr- I really I wanted something new. Okay. And then the then the classic remake of the Parent Trap. I feel like the remake became more of a classic than the the original. The original? Yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah. If if that made sense to you guys, make sure you contact us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, contact us at ocvepod at yeah. gmail.com if you want to send us a direct message or if you want to uh, you can reach out to us in a less direct form um, and just let us know on Twitter or Facebook uh, you can, our handle would be ocvepod and um, also have a website we also have the website ocvepod.com um, very complicated I know um, but yeah just reach out if you have suggestions for future episodes if you have comments about previous ones or the one we just did if you have uh, suggestions for the Christmas season, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's coming up. I'll do Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It, it's... I got, I got a few. So I think yeah. starting next week, 
We're gonna start, get into it. Start, oh, really? Okay, yeah, so you've got a couple. I got of at least three or four. Oh, oh, <laughs> I okay. got enough to pad out the month of December. Once gotcha. We get into January, I'm done. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm for ready. right now, I'm for right now. For well, we Christmas still have to season. watch Elf. Yeah, you I said we were going to watch Elf together. I got to make you watch Elf. I got to make you watch Elf. Dude, you're going to love it. I've told you I'm going to. I've like started clearing out like one day of my week for like I. I'm trying to schedule that a lot better. Which, yeah. Anyway, all right. Anyway, have a great week, guys. Glad we got to talk to you guys again. See you soon. Bye. Bye.